Welcome to Jay's Open Diary, my podcast about my addiction and my journey through sobriety. Hi guys, and welcome to my first podcast episode. Um, If you are listening, I know that you're more than likely a friend that I've forced to listen, but if you aren't, um, I assume that you are somebody who's also in sobriety or sober curious or just looking for something dramatic to listen to. Um, So as of today, I am 17 days sober, so obviously I am very, very, very much so in early sobriety, Um, and I find that, you know, posting about my struggles and the realism of my addiction helps me hold myself accountable So I really wanted to start a podcast about all of this. I find that the podcast that I have listened to or the posts that I've come across on social media about other people's struggles have really resonated with me. So I think that it's it's cool and it's nice to be able to be transparent about these things because maybe I could help somebody else while helping myself. So for my first episode, I really wanted to touch on when my alcohol consumption became an issue as well as what my triggers are and how I'm dealing with early sobriety. Um, So just a little bit about me. I am 25 years old. I have a one and a half year old son um, and I come from a long line of addicts. So it was kind of embedded in my DNA, but I'm also a very firm believer that if you're aware that there's... A line of issues in your family, um, you kind of are held accountable to some extent for indulging in things that can get out of hand. Um, granted, when I started drinking, I really didn't think much of it. I think I had my first drunken experience when I was 17, um, and those were very few and far between when I was still in high school, um, and even shortly after. My dad was really strict, so I didn't have a lot of opportunity to go party or indulge in anything like that. Um, But once I graduated, I kind of got more into it, more into the party scene, but it was never really an issue until my early 20s. Um, I had gone through a really, really bad breakup and then got involved shortly after with somebody who was very toxic in my life. Um, There was a lot of drinking involved and a lot of not taking care of myself as well. Um, So I got to a point in my early 20s where drinking wine was the thing that everybody knew that I loved to do. I was a very big wine drinker. Um, once I became actually single after that toxic relationship, I would probably drink a bottle of wine a night. Um, I was a server at the time, so I would typically sleep all day and then go to work and then come home and drink and cry because I was severely depressed and obviously not taking care of myself. Um, this went on for a while. A lot of... My pride at the time was in the fact that I would get insanely drunk and never be hungover. 
I would brag about it. I thought it was the coolest thing. But looking back now, I realized that it was because my body was very, very used to the fact that I was putting a ridiculous amount of alcohol into my body. Um, So I was in a really, really dark place for a very, very long time. My only way to cope was to get drunk. I used any reason to drink, whether it was being stressed out or sad or bored or wanting to have fun. Alcohol was always the common denominator and all of those things. Um, And then one summer, I decided to drink and drive, which definitely wasn't the first time that I had done it, but it was the first time and the last time that I had ever gotten caught. Um, So when I got my first DUI, I tried to really pull myself back from the situation and think about the issue at hand. Um, But as one does in young 20s, they justify it like I did. Um, There's a lot of a lot of social gatherings around alcohol so I was thinking like oh it's not an issue you know that I am drinking like this it's an issue when I get behind the wheel so I excused it because I stopped drinking and driving and I paid my debt to society and I did the DUI program that I was court ordered to and I paid all my court fees and I dealt with my license being suspended and that was pretty much it but my depression and my drinking got incredibly worse and this is what led me into a situation where I became pregnant now when I became pregnant um, when that pregnancy test was positive I completely stopped drinking, I stopped smoking cigarettes, everything in my mind changed, my perception of the world and my struggles changed. I obviously quit everything cold turkey and focused on my pregnancy and my son. Um, I still to this day and always will believe he was absolutely my saving grace because before I became pregnant, obviously... We all know that alcohol is a depressant, so that was increasing my depression as is, Um, and I was in a really dark place, a lot of questioning what my point was in the world and how much longer I could stand to live, those really fun thoughts, Um, but my son completely changed all that for me. Now... Obviously, sometime after my son was born, I picked up my alcohol consumption again. Um, It wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't anything that was unsafe or concerning. I think the last couple months was really when I had a wake-up call. Um, I kind of realized that I consistently was drinking myself sick on a nightly basis after I would put my son to bed and wake up and be hungover and do everything a mom is supposed to do and go to work and all of those things that most people would look at and be like, well, you're not an alcoholic, you just drink. But to be completely honest with myself and with the public, um, that was my way of coping with everything. And it has been since I was in my early 20s. And I'm realizing now that I'm sober 
a lot of my big triggers are stress and anything that is emotionally impactful I don't like dealing with things so those things are a lot of the reason that I would want to drink um So now that I'm in early sobriety and I am forced to deal with all of those emotions and all of those feelings, I'm realizing that there's a lot of, a lot of trauma, a lot of bandages that were made from alcohol need to be peeled off and re-examined. But so far, I feel a lot more confident in myself than I did the last few times I tried to quit drinking, which were a big try, um, but they were real for me. A lot of being self-aware of the fact that I definitely have an issue with alcohol. I am 110% an addict, and I want to break the cycle for my son. I want to be a present mother. I want to be a healthy person And early sobriety is really putting me in a situation mentally and emotionally where I have to really face all of my feelings and all of my exhaustion and all of my stress. And it's lonely and it's scary. It's giving me a lot of anxiety, a lot of extreme emotion. Um, I cry a lot. I get frustrated a lot. But... What I can say is that although those things sound negative, it's actually a really big positive because probably for the first time in easily five years, I'm actually feeling things the way that they are supposed to feel. So this is a big turning point in my life. It's a big turning point in addiction in general in my family. And I am really looking forward to continuing my sobriety and finding the tools to keep me strong and being more aware and more present in my son's life and being able to teach him what type of family he comes from and why alcohol isn't really all that great. Um, I think... A lot of my feelings before I quit were how unfair it is that people can socially drink and not have an issue. Now I look at it differently. Um, Some of us are just wired differently. Some of us grow a dependency on things that others don't. We are all different. We all handle things differently. And I am just a person that doesn't need to be drinking. And I'm learning to be okay with that. Um, A lot of things right now that seem to be the biggest issue for me is just being around it. Um, I try to minimize that as much as I possibly can, but sometimes it's still there, and the fact that I can refrain from easily drinking a beer or taking a shot is something that I'm really proud of myself for. So, that pretty much covers everything that I want to talk about for this episode, Um, I'm really, really excited to be sharing this journey with anybody who is listening. I appreciate anybody who has listened thus far because I love talking. (laughs) Talking is like something I never stop doing and I'm happy to be talking about something that is very, very much realistically an issue for a lot of people, whether they're in their early 20s or in their late 40s or what have you. This is something that is important for me that I talk about. So, 
I will talk to you guys in my next episode. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram on Jay's Open Diary, and I'll talk to you guys next time.